Hey, so my next guest is 19 and six, and she's had one fight in the UFC, and she took that fight with only three weeks' notice, and you know who she fought? Chris Cyborg, with only three weeks' notice, when other women wouldn't even freaking take the fight, all right? So yeah, she, she took that last year. She's been a little out of commission since July of 2017. Um, but before that fight, uh, she was, she hadn't lost a fight in six years. Six flipping years, right? And she was the former bantamweight champ of Invicta FC. She's 37 years old. And uh, most recently, she was supposed to fight Marion Renault um, at UFC Austin, but um, she had a really severe knee injury that affected her whole, her whole leg. And so she was out of the fight. Well, now she's fully recovered and she's ready to get back into the cage. She's, she'll be returning to the cage this September to face Ketlin Vera who is on a 10 and 0 winning streak. So, hey, 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 this is Evolve WMMA. And I'm your host, Shelly Devine. And I'd like to welcome, oh yeah, badass triple threat herself back to Evolve WMMA podcast, Tanya Evinger. Hi. Hey, how are you? Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You must be so thrilled. To have the fight, yes. Yeah. It's about time. Yeah. Well, you had a hard... This past year has been rough for you. Yeah, definitely. With the injury and everything. But, oh my gosh, I'm so... I, when I saw it, I was like, oh my God. And then I'm thinking, is it a little too soon because of the injury? <laughs> I mean, have people said that to you? Um... Yeah, everybody said that to me. I think everybody's worried, but you know, as far as the the healing goes, um, my surgeon says it's healed. Like, I mean, if it's gonna break, it's because it's somebody with a you know normal knee is gonna break. So I don't really feel like I'm scared that way. Just I still have a lot of pain, so I think just dealing with that makes me kind of think that maybe I'm like, oh shit, maybe I need to protect my knee a little bit more. But I don't really think that that's the case. I think it's just you know my head. So. Yeah. Yeah. What do they attribute the pain now to? What are they, I mean, your doctor and stuff, what are they saying? You know, is it just taking a while or? Yeah, it's just, let me, let me change rooms real quick. It's just scar tissue pretty much. Okay. Um, that's, that's all it is. And just working that out and stuff. I think it's going to take a little bit to get, to get the scar tissue to go away and stuff like that. But you know, that's just it. That's all the pain I got. Yeah. Scar tissue. Yeah. I saw you were doing um, the cryo, uh, cryogenic therapy, the freezing. Yeah, yeah. A, a friend of mine, she owns, a, she owns one, and um, she offered me to come uh, try that. She said it'll really work. I just have a problem with ice and anything cold. I hate it. <laughs> so right. I was like, I, I'm just, I just can't handle anything cold. So I have a problem icing and doing what I'm supposed to do there, but whatever. Did you did you try the cryogenic? But you didn't. It didn't. You didn't. Were you like no or? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely did it. I think that it's important for me yeah. in my healing. I think that's the most important is me to suck it up and do what I'm supposed yeah. to do. Yeah, because I hear you get great benefit from it. I've heard uh, fighters up here in New England have used it. There's a guy who's a chiropractor, uh, and some of the fighters have used it um, 
you know, most of the ones that are around here will use it. And they say they, they feel a lot better when they go back to training. And they right. only have minor, minor stuff, you know, like nothing really like what you've had. Yeah, it was, uh, I think that, it, man, it was weird when I went in there. My, my knees hurt the worst. It was like torture on my knees. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you only go in there for like three minutes. So uh, you are never going to get me an ice bath. So that's probably the best thing for me to do. Right, right. Which, which leg is it? Uh, my right leg. You're right, yeah. Yeah. So did you ever see that guy that, that kind of wiped you out since then? Or no, he's never been back? Oh, no, he's never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> my training partners are still asking for him. But yeah. um, I think it, if they let him back in my gym, I'd probably leave my gym. So it's a, a huge issue for me, you know, so. Yeah. Well, I, I, I wondered if he came back to apologize. I guess that's why I was asking. No, I think he got the best apology that day because I wasn't really, I was so upset over the whole thing and I was in so much pain. He got off the hook really easy that day because I think if I seen him today, it would be um, a, a completely lot. different story. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't be, you know, so understanding, but I was going through so much pain then. I didn't really give a shit. I was, right, right. you know. Yeah. 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 I hear <laughs> So were you surprised um, when, who, who came, came to you with this, uh, this new gig, you know, with the new, the new fight with, uh, against, um, what's her name, Caitlin, Caitlin Vera? Um, you know, I've been asking for him to fight me, and it's kind of a game of like, are you going to get clear? And I'm like, well, I'm good to go, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I was trying to get a fight. Um, the end of August, like on the 25th on that card in Nebraska, mm -hmm. and um they just said they were looking and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sure I pissed a couple of people off because I just text everybody, but I'm used to like not really having somebody do my contract. So I don't have a problem asking everybody to put yeah. me on a club. Yeah. So I think I kind of pissed a couple people off running around and talking to everybody and going over people. And, you know, I stepped on a lot of toes, but hey. you know, it's just, I want to work, it. you know? Yeah. So I want to work and that's just it. And I don't understand where, where that's offensive like you have fighters that really oh, and it, you know I'll take any fight I don't give a shit so um I was out of town actually in Vegas and I got messages from everybody from my manager from um Shannon Knapp actually because I think that my manager and them couldn't get a hold of me so they text her to see if she can get a hold of me and then from uh Mick all at once and then Shannon finally ended up getting a hold of me and she's like, did you talk to your manager? And then I seen the messages and I was like, you guys don't even have to ask me Just send me contracts. I'll sign contracts. I don't care. Yeah. So, um, you know, it don't matter. I, I really think that, um, I could be the champion. So it doesn't really matter who I fight. I just can't even wait you know, to see that yeah, happen. Fight. So <laughs> take my chances. I definitely will take my chances with any fight. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So, um, you know, preparing preparing for this fight because of because of your injury. What has your preparation been like? You know, what's your your fight camp like right now? In, in comparison to, I mean, you did you did fight Cyborg on three weeks' notice. So this one's a little bit different. You you you're coming off of an injury. So, what is your fight camp like? What what are you doing slightly different? You know, to protect your knee, obviously. Well, for me, I think, like, I obviously wanted to be on that August card, so I was like, screw it. I'm just going to get in camp right now and start training like I need to get my leg back in shape for my fight. So I just started 
like going full blast. <laughs> I don't know. Like I wait, I felt like I waited long enough for everything. Like my, my surgeon would be like, all right, well you can do this and this and this. And I'm like, oh, I don't really feel comfortable doing that yet. Or my knee doesn't feel comfortable doing that yet. So I'd wait a little bit longer than they said on everything. Even my therapist, you know, and she'd be like, oh, you can jump these by this week. You can jump and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, I don't think I can. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I like, I just went along as, as comfortable as I felt. And then I, I got to a spot where I'm like, I can do everything. According to both of them, I can do all this stuff. So the only thing I was uncomfortable about was like grappling because I didn't want, you know, somebody doing something stupid. And, you know, sometimes they just go through stuff and they don't, they can't stop themselves within the movement. So it's going to get me hurt. And I didn't want anybody to fall on me. That was another bunch of idiots wrestled around me and I just don't you know just stupid incidences that I didn't want to happen so um I played safe that way I just stayed out of the grappling room mm -hmm. and I just kind of did my own thing and I lifted a lot and I I did circuits and stuff like that and just tried to get my my leg stronger and um then I took three weeks off with my girlfriend we kind of went and and uh ran around I had a couple jobs I had to do and this and that obviously because I'm not fighting at the work so yeah. um you know we went we just kind of went around and did a couple things and I worked and um, then that's when they called me on that. So then I'm like, all right, well now I really have to get in shape. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm back in there. I feel like I, I did enough to, to straighten my leg to where it feels good. Mm -hmm. I just, uh, you know, I trust that it's legit healed. And I think that that's a lot of times I see fighters or anybody, any athlete get in there and after surgery like this and they're really just protecting it. So, you know, I think that, Anytime you don't do anything to the fullest, that's when you get hurt. If I'm trying to hold back and try to protect something, that's when I'm going to get it hurt because the moves aren't the same. So I just I just have to tell myself that it's healed and literally it's just pain from like scar tissue and whatnot. There's not a problem with it. So I just I just jump in there and, and train with the same people that I feel comfortable with and, and that's what I've been doing. And you know, everything everything feels good and they're like, damn, you feel strong, you feel quick, everything feels the same with you and Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm a high-level athlete, so I've been competing at a high level my whole life. So I think mm -hmm. at some point I have a certain level of conditioning and a certain level of a standard of where I compete no matter I take a year off or, or two weeks off, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think that that's just normal for me to be able to get back in there. I just – I can tell I'm like, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still kind of like worried about certain things. But I go see my surgeon again um, in two days. And, uh, but he told me he's, you know, released me for all activities. I just, I'm like, I don't think you realize what all activities mean in my sport. Like, I know. You know so, um, stairs, you know, yeah, no, so, <laughs> down them. Yeah. Right. It's like, these guys aren't just, you know, I'm not just like lifting weights and running on a field and stuff, you know, I just like, these guys are trying to break stuff and twist on stuff and this and that. But you know, I, I, I'm comfortable. I feel good. And, and, I think every day I go in there and I, I do more and I'm like, Oh shit. Like I can do this now. I didn't really think I'd be able to do certain things. I figured it'd be, hold me back and I wouldn't be able to make the movements and I, I feel fine. I really do feel fine. So, um, you know, it's just a, a head game from here on out. Well, I think you got a major head game because you're coming off of a loss that was a year ago. And it was against, you know, I mean, probably one of your toughest losses, I think, you know, I mean, even though it was like a three week notice and you kind of were game to get in there, but you're coming off of a loss and, and, and a, a major injury and you're, you're stepping back into the cage. 
So how are you dealing with that, that whole kind of, you know, mind game that, that goes on in your head as a fighter to, to get back in there and, 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 and just persevere and get through it and, and get in the cage and fight actually a tough opponent? You know, for me, I, I just think that I got over losing a long time ago and I got to a point where I was like, I didn't care if I won or lost. If I don't care if I lose, then obviously to me, that's a problem. You know, and I, I think that I got to that point and I, I just felt like I wasn't like in there to win. I was just in there to compete. So, you know, I did an interview quite a while ago and, and that's what I said. I'm going to get back to fighting the same way I used to fight. And obviously everybody in the country didn't understand what I say because I say things retarded. I go, I don't know. No, you don't. I don't, I don't know how I say things that people don't understand what I say, but whatever. Um, Obviously, I meant that I was just going to get back to the way I, I was fighting before where I didn't give a shit, and I was just in there to compete and to win and to finish people, and, and um, I did. I, I jumped on that whole mind frame, and I, I ran through Invicta the way I did, and I, I think that <coughs> just my confidence, I mean, obviously, every fight's stressful and every fight's scary, but... Mm -hmm. I think my confidence in myself and just like knowing that I know how to fight, I know how to compete and I know how to win. I just got to let myself do it instead of being nervous and scared. And, Oh, what if I do this? I don't want to do this. I don't want to get this happen. That happen. And man, I just don't give a shit anymore. I get in bad positions every single fight I get on. the I'm on the bottom and my opponent's standing over me every single fight. I'm like, you know what I got? I got, you know, Invicta, I, I got 25 minutes to win this fight. So this, couple of seconds or this couple minutes that I'm on the ground in a bad position, I just need to worry about getting out and then, and then fixing the problem. So I, I just feel like that's where I'm at. I don't really feel like I hold on to these losses mm -hmm. the same, the same way and not in a negative way to where I don't care that I lost. Cause obviously I cried for an hour or two after I lost that fight. <laughs> it's yeah. hard to believe that you'd cry. <laughs> oh my God. Everybody can cry like, God damn freak out. I freak out. I just don't like to lose. And I just, I think everybody does, you know, when you lose a fight, as soon as it's over, you're like, fuck, if I would have tried just that much more, you know, I, I could have won that fight. What's wrong with me? Like I just should have pulled it out and won that fight. And I think that, um, you know, that's the part that, that drives me to win is I don't want that after effect feeling of I'm disappointed in myself. You don't have to be disappointed in me because I'm disappointed in myself, you know? So, um, you know, I, I just don't like that feeling. So, for me, it's just I just got to go out there and, and go until the time the buzzer rings, and hopefully I did enough, and and um, I let myself fight enough to, to win a fight, you know, and, and that's just where I feel like I'm at. I'm at a, a solid, you know, frame of mind where I'm not like putting too much pressure on myself to hold myself back, and I'm not like, you know, overthinking it, you know, and I just yeah. go do what I do, and and if I win, I win, and obviously I don't like to lose, but I I don't feel like it's like devastating for my career. I feel like I learned from it. So, mm -hmm. you know, take it from there. Yeah. So has this been the longest um, gap between fights for you? Um, I don't think so. I think that when I went and fought Alexis Davis, I think I was out for like two years. I wasn't training, wasn't doing anything. I was like, nobody will fight me at this sport. Uh, I quit. And then they call me and they're like, we need you in four days. And I'm like, I got 30 pounds overweight. Like, so I cut 30 pounds in four days. Obviously, I can never do that again. That freaking Oh, hurt. my word. Oh. Way too old. Yeah, way too old for that now. Oh, yeah. But, um, I did. I cut 30 pounds in four days, got all my medicals done, 
and uh, fought that fight. And then people wonder why I gassed after the first round. I'm, and I knew, I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to get a rematch eventually. For me, it was a way to jump back on the horse and like get a contract and get some fights. So I'm like, I'm going to try to finish her in the first round because that's all I got. And boy, you talk about sick as that ever was. Oh my God. After hours after that fight, I was so sick. It's horrible. Oh, oh, that sounds awful to cutting that much weight in, in four days. Good Lord. I can't even imagine. You didn't eat at all and you didn't drink anything for no. four days. You were fat. I'm surprised I'm alive, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, that's that is nuts. Wow. So, um, any any um, I mean, anything people saying anything? Oh well, you know, ring rust or that you'll have that when you get back into the cage or you know, like anybody kind of saying anything about that for you or you know, getting nah, nah. I mean, I don't really think that comes into play with me. Okay. I think I'm experienced enough to be able to jump back in there. If it, like you want to call it ring rust, it's probably ring rust. It's probably I'm just, you know, yeah. passing me up and I'm probably just not as good or, or, you know, the skill levels went above me. I don't really see it as ring rust. Yeah. Um, I got in there the other day and punched my buddy in the lips a whole bunch. So I feel fine. I feel great. I feel like it's all still there. And it, felt, it felt really good to punch somebody too. I felt like yeah. in there and just going at it. Right. I'm such a nasty little fighter. Like I don't just stand up there and spar you. I like get you in weird positions and just beat you from all these different angles. And they're like, God dang. It's been a long time since he trained with me. I could tell that, you know, he forgot about all these elbows and all these punches. I punch him everywhere. He's like, I can't do nothing. I can't do nothing. But, you know, it's just, it's, it's, uh, for me, it's like, I don't know. I see all this stuff that, you know, I think as a younger fighter, you're just, you're so tunnel vision, like is to win the fight. And you only know what you can remember being taught those years or over that time. And you're like just tunnel vision. You can't like slow the fight down and see all these openings and stuff. And I think that's just, you know, where I'm at in my career. I just experienced. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, I mean, well, some, UFC fight fans who might not have known you might not have followed you, you know, your whole career or your Invicta career and they don't know who you are. And they're like, Oh, who's this chick that, you know, came on and is fighting. Chris Cyborg or whatever. Yeah. And then now she's, you know, she's, I thought she was, you know, um, you know, featherweight, but no, she's bantamweight. And who the hell is this woman? You know, like in yeah, unranked. Oh man, they call me all kinds of names. I'm like, y'all are so stupid. Yeah. And I keep getting in interviews and saying horribly in politically incorrect stuff, and I'm like, please don't use it on the interview because I've already got told not to say those words. <laughs> but you know, I just, um, I just people are just so uneducated in the sport, you know, and they're like, she's unranked and she's this and she's that. And I'm like, you guys are so stupid, like. Yeah. You know nothing about the sport and nothing about half these girls and yeah. the way they talk about Invicta. It's, it's super like, for me, it's super offensive the way they talk about Invicta. Like it's some low level promotion, like that whole weight class at 115 that y'all are, are drooling over for years. That's done so good. You guys, that whole weight class came from Invicta. All these girls come from Invicta. You know, it's, it's very rare that you see a girl come in that hasn't fought for Invicta. Yeah. You know, it's, you know it, it is what it is. And I just don't think that people are aware of, of all the stuff that's out there and the level of competition that's out there, you know? Yeah. Sports they, crazy. 
Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, there, there, there are more opportunities for women now too, which is great. I mean, other promotions are carrying them. Um, plus, you have you have a promotion too. Speaking about promotions, yeah. And I mean, I know you wanted to get back into the cage, and you just recently, I think it was in April, you had your own show in Dominus um, MMA and Muay Thai fighting, and um, it was a great show and. Is there any anything on the horizon for for that? Actually, uh, yeah, definitely. We want to get it going again. Obviously, I blew all my money on that. Yeah, so you got to make some money. Uh, you got to go get back in the cage. <laughs> I had a hard time with the commission and with another local promoter, that goofy bastard. Mm. Really, really stuck it to me, and I lost a lot of money. But um, you know, I don't care. Uh, it sucks. I probably could have bought a new car instead. <laughs> Instead, I give all these people another, another, you know, point on their record. But, you know, I, I just, um, I don't care. I guess, you know, it's money and it'll come and go and whatnot. I feel like that we did a amazing show. We put on an amazing show. We had great fights. Mm. Um, you know, I proved that we could do it. I just obviously have to make some more money so I could do it again. <laughs> yeah, either that or raise it. Have, you know, yeah, yeah. I bet you could get some other people to get behind you. I'm sure yeah. you can. Cause it looked like it was great show. And oh, it was. It was amazing. I, I think that for me, I've, I've fought like for so long that I think the standard of what I thought a show was supposed to be was so much higher than all the other shows or like a local show. And, and, you know, I think that kind of killed me a little bit too, but I mean, at the end of the day, it wouldn't have saved me that much. I just feel like I, I have to treat the fighters a certain way. I have to have a certain amount of fighters coming from out of town or I'm recycling the same fights and, I just have to do things a little bit different, you know, and, and, you know, obviously all the shows I fight for have set that standard for me to where I believe that, but you know, I, I think that it, it was a really good quality show and, and, um, that's man, what we you want to do. That's what you want to do. Just ourselves. It was crazy. We didn't have this big old staff. We didn't have all these people. We didn't have sponsors. You know, me and my girlfriend paid for it ourselves and we did it all ourselves. So it was tough, but it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Well, if, if, I, I, I'm going to throw myself out there. If uh, the next show you want or whatever, um, I, I would love to help somehow getting sponsors for you or whatever, like somehow. Okay, get, I appreciate that. You know, yeah, because I, I think it's important. And I think, um, and I think it's important for a fighter, you know, a fighter to go into who's, who's passionate about and, and to take whatever their fight career into that next level, whatever it may mm -hmm. be. And that seems like a logical progression for you as, you know, I mean, you're 37 and still fighting, right? Yeah, I just turned 37. Yeah, happy birthday. What are you talking about? I just happy birthday. But I'm like, <laughs> but still, I mean, like, I just, um, you know, I've been talking to these women for, um, that were, you know, um, trying out for the tough, tough house for tough 28, all the uh, 145ers. And... You know, they're like, they, they couldn't figure out why they didn't get in or, or whatever. And, you know, some of them like might be aged, they're too old, whatever. And I'm like, is that an issue? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, it, that whole show was, I saw, I literally thought they weren't going to have it because somebody posted, they didn't have me on it. They ain't going to have any other 45ers on it. I'm like, oh, so they Crazy. just, and then all of a sudden they put the release out and I was like, Damn, they didn't even pick some of the good girls. Like they over. Yeah. I don't. I just don't understand it. But I mean, to be honest, let them girls have that tough show, and then you go and get signed. You're gonna make more money anyway. You're gonna get signed at a better payday. So yeah, yeah. you gotta get them, get them to want to sign you. <laughs> 
Yeah, right? No, I waited long enough. I waited yeah. so long. Gosh. Yeah, I was fought for USC. And I, I was at the point where I was like, I don't even care. I don't care. I'm happy with where I'm at. I, I literally was happy with Invicta. If I would have never fought for USC, I would have been happy. I, you know, I wouldn't have been able to do everything I did, like to have that fight and do all this stuff and experience all these things, obviously, if I didn't. But um, I was happy. I was happy in my career. I still am. Yeah, that's great. It's great to have that appreciation. And I know you have you've had that all along. <laughs> you know, you have. It it shows it's a tough road, man. It really has. Yeah. You've always been very outspoken about, you know, um, women's women's MMA and you're you're very eager to be on shows like mine and in helping people. So I'm you know, I'm appreciative of that too. Um, so your next opponent Ketlin, I mean, have you seen her at all? Any of her fights? I mean, what's your take on her? Like, uh, I mean, how you know? I think it's going to be a tough fight, or I mean, people are saying uh, that she's I really fight. think it's. I really think it's going to be interesting, just because our styles are so similar. I I really think we have a really similar, unorthodox style, and that's obviously why she's done so well. But you know, I fought a lot of girls that are undefeated, and um yeah she's 10 and 0 <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm not saying like welcome to the u.s here because she's obviously fought some girls from the u.s but i think that everybody i i did see some articles about how she's taking out three top level wrestlers and blah 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 i just don't really think that i don't know i don't want to talk shit about people but i, I just I don't think that their wrestling is the same and their fighting is the same as mine so um, and I don't think she like totally dominated anyway. So yeah. um, I don't know. It's it's just God. It's just really style versus style. It's it's such a hard hard game to to go up against. But I've looked at a little bit of her video. I don't watch too much. I start try to watch video on people, and I get like one round in, and then I'm falling asleep. And I cannot watch MMA. I don't. I can't watch sports. Mm -hmm. I just get too bored. So um, I keep telling myself I'm gonna go look some video, but I, I think I just I don't overwatch. I see enough. I see some openings in people's games, and that's all I watch. I don't overwatch their 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 style or try to pick them apart because I'm not really going to change my style. Yeah. To them. I'm really just going to try to change my defense a little and and know what they're going to throw or what they throw a lot or what they do, and or see an opening and be like, all right, that's where I'm going to capitalize. But mm -hmm. for the most part, I don't I don't overthink it. I I think that I can win. Um, with my ability anyway, so yeah, it should be a really I think it's gonna be interesting. Definitely yeah. gonna be interesting. Yeah. I don't know where we're at on the card though. I keep seeing on the UFC side somewhere else I saw that we're main event and then some other side I saw we're like third fight down and I'm I like it was co main event. Yeah, I don't know. I keep yeah. seeing different places. I didn't even think we were that and I'm like, God dang, if we're main event then why the hell am I not getting main event pay? <laughs> well, yeah, right. You should, yeah. Well, maybe there'll be a real little. Can can there be a renegotiation with that at all? I mean, I don't know how you guys negotiate your contracts. I don't think so. And to be honest, I wouldn't like poke at the bear or anything. Yeah, right. <laughs> it doesn't seem to work very well with this promotion. So I just. I uh, know. What, what was it, Leslie Smith? She's out, right? Like. Yeah, I just, I just am not trying to. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I'm just trying to be up here as long as I can and get as many fights as I can and. Yeah, I'll take them all. I told them, don't even, don't even ask me. Just send me contracts. I'll sign them. I'll fight anybody. I don't care. 
That's awesome. My weight is super light right now, though. I, I do feel like I can hit 25 after this fight. Um, I'm walking wow. so light. I don't know. Do you think you'd go down in, in weight class and, and, and uh, play around in that, that little? That, <laughs> that yeah, I think, I think I have a hard time finding opponents at 35. And, you know, all these girls that aren't scared of me, they still say no. They don't want to fight me. So huh. I, I think that there's a good six or seven fights down there that girls would actually fight me. And, and I would just run through them girls. <laughs> I'm going to try to really knock somebody's head off for real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but they're so light. I mean, yeah. yeah. I want to get in as many fights as I can, you know, before I start getting the shit beat out of me. Try to end on a high note. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like she got majority of her fights at the end of her career when she was so old. That would be that would be amazing, you know, like going through three three different weight classes and just Yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I'm already in a sport where I cut weight, so I just torture myself a little bit more and Mm -hmm. to get, I just want to get as much competition in as I can before I can't. So I don't know. I don't know if I'll ever quit, but somebody's going to have to whoop my ass real bad. Teach me a lesson. <laughs> so do you, would you fight in 145 too? Like, I mean, after, you know, if, if, if an opportunity came up again for that, that class? Um, I say I'll fight anywhere. I don't really give a shit. Um, I just, God dang, she was big. Cyborg was so big. Gosh, really? Was big. And uh, I don't feel like there's other girls in that weight class that would beat me. But um, well, well, you that know, girl put on a lot of weight overnight, and I only put on seven pounds. So that was rough. Yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine. And and the thing, I mean, I've been talking a lot of the 145ers that didn't get, you know on uh the the tough card and they're like one one of them josette cotton have you ever listened to her yes oh my word she's just you know she's not gonna get picked up just the way she is and the way she, i just god such a i just yeah she was talking shit about me on her twitter not too long ago oh, she was talking about how she whooped my ass and i'm like first of all why were you even talking about me and yeah. no you would never whoop my ass yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's entertaining for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, oh my word, because uh, she was just on, and I've been trying to get her on 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 this, I, I, you know, just just for fun. And and mm -hmm. she she does have a fight coming up next week where she's fighting Sarah, um, no, um, Patterson, Kayla, Kayla, um, Harrison, and and uh, they've been trying to fight. I was, I don't understand. They've been trying to fight and fights off, and then try to, and they just talk shit to each other. And the other girl's on my Twitter, so that's how I see her stuff. But somebody, I, I randomly search my name on Twitter just to see who's talking shit, just so I can go on there and be like, eat a dick or say something stupid to him. Yeah. But uh, I ran across hers, and she was just talking so much trash about me. And I'm like, we're not even the same level. You're like, I just don't see her getting on Invicta or UFC with the stuff. Like, she's in jail half the time. Like, and then the way she talks is just. I mean, there's a difference of being loud and obnoxious and entertaining and then yeah. being super ignorant. Like, I just, I just don't understand it. But yeah. I think that's yeah. really what's holding her back, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because she was definitely, like, I mean, some of the stuff that she said about, one of the things that she said about Chris Cyborg, which I thought was interesting, is, is that they're throwing Chris, and I mean, I like Chris as a fighter, but they're throwing fighters at her that are, you know, not in her weight class, not really in yeah. her weight class. And so it makes her look 
even better. She's yeah. good. You know, she's really good, but it makes her look. I mean, even when she was in Invicta, it was kind of the same way. They just don't have the talent's not there. You know, to it doesn't matter who you put against her. The talent's not there at forty-five, and and then Gisette, whatever her name is, she is not going to beat Cyborg. So it doesn't matter. But like <laughs> some of these people, I just like Cyborgs, whatever her name is, um, Gomez. She's not going to, you're, they're not going to pay you a hundred grand to come fight her knowing that you're going to get your ass whooped. It's just yeah. not even, why would they want to pay y'all to do that? Like, yeah. and for me, I understand like they need a, they needed an opponent. And of course I'm going to say yes. Cause I'm not, I think that's what happened on this fight. I think that they couldn't find an opponent for her. And then nobody wants to fight in Brazil because they take so much of our money and they're like, Oh, let's get Tony Amager. She'll say yes to anything. And yes, I will. I will. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, wow. And you're going yeah, to Brazil no, again. I don't, I don't think the town's not there yet. And and I see and I also see Chris too. They I obviously think it's her boyfriend, not her talking on Twitter most of the time, but calling out all these girls that in their weight class that aren't ready to fight her. They aren't yeah. I'm not saying they aren't good, by no means they're up and coming fighters, right. but they aren't there yet and you're calling them out because you just want paydays. You want to get fights and fights and fights. And I understand. I mean I went through that with yeah. With a lot of promotions, I'm just running out of talent. But yeah. you know, I, I just I I didn't care. I'm like, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight that girl. That girl wants to fight. She's ready to fight me. Let me fight her. And then she'd be like, No, the commission won't let that happen because y'all's records and this and that. So mm. you know, I just it's a it's a kind of a shitty situation she's in. But the talent's yeah. just not there. And then and then you do got the girls at 45 and they lose her and then they're like, I'm going back down to 35. Yeah. I mean, you just just because you lost to the champion, you're still like good in that weight class and you gave her a good fight like why would you not want to fight more girls in that weight class instead of go down and like put yourself in a hard competition weight class and cut so much weight and and limit yourself on how many fights you're going to get I just don't understand it but it is it's it's nuts I I mean I sit here and I'm like I I don't even understand what's going on anymore I'm like I can't <laughs> yeah. even follow it because I, right and I'm over here ranked at 145 and I'm ranked below people that I shouldn't be playing ropes or rank below. I don't know. I don't know what's up. Yeah. I mean, well, now, too, I think, um, which is strange, is Holly Holm is going to drop down. She's she's going to drop down back to the 135. Oh, and she just beat Megan Anderson. So it's like, okay, why would you do uh, yeah, it makes no sense to me. Shot? Yeah, they're going to put all these girls up in the Ultimate Fighter or the Tough Show. And then you can have all these girls to fight, like just bam, 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 bam. And I just don't understand it and not have to cut so much weight. I just don't understand it. Yeah. And then they'll all be I'm in. Like, well, yeah, you got all them girls. I'll fight 45 and I'll fight 25. You got all these girls at 25. I'll fight 25. And <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. So, I mean, your target is obviously, you know, the bantamweight title. <laughs> Definitely. Eventually, I mean, one, one step there's money involved, that's my title. That's where I'm going. If there's money involved, I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, um, I, think, I think the quickest way to the title is fighting whatever, whoever. It don't matter. I'm just not going to say no to stuff. I just, I'm not that fighter that like strategically runs through around and up around people and straight to the top without actually facing anybody tough. I, I just, I'm not that lucky, first of all, and they don't like me enough. And, uh, yeah, I just, you, know, you keep saying that. Why do you, I mean, I mean, I know they're giving you whatever, but like, you know, now that you're there, do you still get that feeling that they oh, yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, Tanya. <laughs> yeah. 
Really? I mean, I set out after I fought Cyborg. I set out seven months before they gave me that fight. Like, and they were like, "Oh, well, you're a 45er." No, I'm not a 45er. I am the bantamweight champion in Invicta at 135. Mm-hmm. And they're like arguing me about ranking. I'm like, "Why am I ranked at 45? I'm 3500." Well, you fought at 45. Well, 99% of my fights are at 35. So, well, you can only be in one weight class. It makes no sense. It's like arguing with a wall. It's like I don't understand. Y'all know I'm 35er. Why can't I just fight at 35? Why is there such a big deal? about putting me back in my weight class. My contract says I'm going back to over 35. So I don't know why, I don't know why I set out that long, especially in my weight class. I felt like was lacking a lot of, you know, competition because everybody's getting pregnant and everybody's injured and everybody's this and that. And I just like, you guys need 35 pound fighters. I'm right here. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the resistance is on their end. It's that's strange. You know, maybe they have their little favorites fighters, and they want to kind of keep them there for some reason or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I just, maybe, maybe they think they can't sell me, or they're like this bitch. Are you kidding crazy. me? Who's going to be saying fuck the UFC and this and this? And, but I am not that bad. I obviously would not bite the hand that feeds me. I just yeah. want to fight. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine that. I think uh, you're an entertaining fighter to watch. And it's like, why wouldn't they, you know, I just don't even get it. I don't get why they would kind of not have you in there and fighting. Right. Unless, unless you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, they, so Amanda Nunes, has there been any, like, you know, any kind of like back and forth at all, you know, with, with that? Any, any um, talk on your end, back and forth to her or any of that? Nah, I mean, obviously me and her friends, I'm friends with most of the people in the sport that don't hate me. If they don't like me, then I don't like you. But uh, me and Amanda always get along. Um, yeah. I don't think they've even really talked about me fighting her. I I do think that this fight right here will put us um, up for a title shot. But then people are like, well, if Evander's fighting Caitlin, then that means Holmes fighting news. I'm like, y'all, you all have missed all the news they believe every fake news but not not the real news like she's fighting cyborg so mm-hmm. nobody's getting a title shot till next year there's no way they're going to have Nunes fight before she fights cyborg because what if she loses and that fight just looks ridiculous yeah do you think that they that they're actually going to make that fight happen Nunes and, and cyborg yeah so i think from what i heard i don't know because i don't know shit but from <laughs> what i heard is that Cyborg's contract's almost up. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah, she says she's done after this. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. I think even if, I don't know, that, that union stuff kind of seems like it just gets everybody in trouble. Mm-hmm. And I realize what everybody's doing, but at the end of the day, I'm not trying to get fired. So I'm just trying to make my money and keep my mouth shut. So I feel like that maybe they won't pick her back up just because of all this shit and how loud she was about stuff. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing because obviously we need martyrs to, you know know what I mean? But um, I just think that even if they don't pick her up, Bellator will pick her up. So she'll continue to fight uh, maybe for less money, but who knows? Bellator pays some of them pretty good. But then I think that the 45 pound weight class is going to go to shit. If they get rid of her, then they don't need the 45 pound weight class. There's nobody in that weight class that's going to sell Right. That's why they, that's why they picked all those other, other women that are yeah. 45ers yeah. that are actually 135s. Yeah. We're thinking. Yeah. There is a, one, a lot of 135ers in there. Yeah. I didn't think about that. 
And then I just, I don't know, I just think that um, Nunez, she's just getting to her contract where she can start making pay-per-view points. Mm -hmm. Is also what I heard. So that this fight, they, she wants to push this fight back so that she gets the pay-per-view points out of it. Don't blame her. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. But, I mean, I, it's crazy that your champions don't make pay-per-view points or that I don't understand that. They, they or don't. Your champions don't make, like if Amanda's really, I heard she's only making 200,000 a fight. And Are you freaking kidding me? Oh that's, my what God. that's what I heard. So I don't know if that's true or not. And I don't really care to ask anybody what their contract says, but that's what I heard. And I just think it's weird that if you have a champion, not they got to at least be making 500,000. At least there should be a set price of at least 500,000 for your champions. But that's ridiculous when you look yeah. at what some others have made just because they're more vocal. Can you tell me McGregor ain't going to yes. make Yes. Oh, my it. gosh. You know? Oh, my phone's about to die on you. My phone's about to die on you. Oh, no. Oh, no. Could you have a plug? Can you, can you plug it in or whatever? I, I got it plugged, and I think I'm just using too much power. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're kidding. Oh, bummer. I think we lost you. Oh well. So there you have it. We you know, she she uh she blew out with her phone. Her phone blew out. So um we'll have to, you know, kind of take this up at another time and finish it. My goodness. Oh, what a bummer. I'm like we were just getting into some good stuff on this show. Um so anyways, that was Tanya Avenger, and hopefully we can get her back on maybe um, and after her phone gets charged, <laughs> and we'll finish this interview. Hey, you're back. Sorry. <laughs> hey, no, no worries. I, I, I've been editing another, another episode. So we left off. We were talking about um, the matchup between Cyborg and, and Nunes. Yeah. And there's a little, you know, one's not, doesn't, well, new, uh, Cyborg doesn't want to wait until December, I guess. And Nunez is like, do it then. Or, or. Yeah, but what's the difference in when Nunez said she fight her and Cyborg said she had to wait till, you know, whatever. Remember the last time they were talking about it and Nunez said yes. And then Cyborg's like, well, I got to wait till whatever this month to heal up from cutting all that weight or whatever she was saying. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't see what the difference is there. I think she's just trying to rally for that fight. Yeah. So yeah, because she's she's saying, well, she's probably only going to have two fights left. Yeah. You know. Contract. And and um, you know, I think she's done a lot of like talk about what happened with the tough twenty eight thing, but I mean, whatever happens with the the one the one forty fivers, I mean. It, it actually puts you, you know, you can kind of just sit back and watch and you can see how it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, take, take care of the bantamweight division, get your <laughs> title there. <laughs> I feel like, uh, that's what I feel like. If, if they're going to fight in December, then since my weight's so low, I hit, uh, sorry, my girlfriend's massaging my foot and it hurt. It's super sore today. Uh, I feel like I could hit this fight at 35 and then go hit a fight at 25 because I don't feel like any of us are going to get a title shot at noons that by the end of the year, that's for sure. So yeah, not then I get that 25 pound fight and then possibly hit that title shot when um, she comes back. And then um, 
you know, set myself up at least for some 25 pound fights. Yeah. I, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how this whole, that whole division plays out, you know, right. I mean, right now, I mean, you're assigned with the UFC for the, the, the bantamweight, you're, how many, how many fights do you have with the UFC? How many, how many fights do they give you in your contract? Can you say? <laughs> Somebody called me and I'd end it. I didn't know it would take over. Say that question again. Um, can you say how many fights you have on your contract with the UFC? Yeah, I got four more fights. Four more, so that's great. Yeah, it was a five five fight deal that I signed, and um, oh. there was that one fight with Cyborg, and then the rest at uh, thirty five four four thirty five. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Wow. So that's really it was a pretty decent deal. I think we signed a pretty decent deal. Yeah. Yeah. And there's plenty of opportunity for other fighters to come up because you haven't you haven't fought anybody in that that weight class yet in the UFC, right? There's nobody, right, right. nobody there that you've fought. It seems like a lot of them though are like picking and choosing. I, I think you know, obviously, when they're trying to find me a fight before uh, Marion took it, there was quite a few girls that said no. So I don't know what people are waiting for. Uh, you know, I think obviously a lot of people ran around me in the first place and signed with the UFC and and got on the rankings and got you know, USC fights before me, even girls that I beat. So who yeah. knows what they're doing. Well, that seems to be going around a lot because um, uh, who got, I think um, Cindy Dandois or whatever, she she beat Megan Anderson and Megan Anderson, you know, was in the UFC. Mm -hmm. I mean, even that's what I was saying about the 45 pound ranking, even though they have me on the 45 pound ranking, I don't see how Megan's ranked above me. She lost to Cindy and I beat Cindy. So I don't understand yeah, they're even coming up with those rankings, but it's definitely a popularity contest. So yeah, I don't get the rankings. I I was looking around. Come on, start kissing some butts, kissing some real butt. Well, <laughs> that that has has been the word lately with with uh, the tough show that one of the girls might have been kick, you know kissing somebody whatever. I don't yeah. know. And and, oh, and well, whatever gets I don't you like there, to get into it. I really don't like to get into it. But when you're reading some of the threads, you like you just can't help but like you're like, oh my, word. right? <laughs> you know the stuff that's being said. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But um, oh well. Will, will you be watching that show at all too? Do you watch that tough? Uh, no, I really don't watch. I really don't watch MMA in general. I mean, I'll go and watch uh, some of the fights. Um, you know, the bigger ones, they try to play out and, and advertise. And a lot of times, usually it's the girl fights that I'll go and watch. Um, Support them. I don't know. I'm just not like a sports fan. Yeah. You're, you'd rather be playing the sport. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. I, I just care less time. about people playing or competing unless it's like me. <laughs> yeah. Right. I know. I, I, well, now it's, it's, it's more like I'm, I'm kind of out of the, out of the game more or less, but I, yeah. I like to maybe play a little bit more than. Yeah. I, I keep telling myself I got to pay attention because I don't know half the people fighting nowadays and it's crazy. I'm but. interviewing them, Tanya, and I don't know them either. It's really <laughs> bad. <laughs> and I'm like, gosh, there's so many girls out there competing right now. It's like Invicta surprised me every time they have a show. I'm like, who the hell is that? Who's that? Who's that? They just find everybody from everywhere. Invicta has a way of finding talent, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad they're doing it. It's awesome. I mean, like, it's really good that they're they're thriving too. Like, yeah, always thriving. I just wish they had a little bit more backing, you know, or maybe they got a TV deal of their own, and I think that would help with that push. I think Shannon's put a lot of her own, and you know, to make that work. And 
I, I, I mean, I can remember when we were trying to look just before Invicta came up, we had somebody on the line that was going to give us money. I just didn't know enough about our business plan because I was more of like the one that knew, you know, the MMA aspect of it and everything and, mm -hmm. and the other people that were involved. I mean, we had somebody right on the hook and they actually, the only reason why we didn't get the, say the, the same gig that Bellator got is because we didn't have any shows under our belt yet. Yeah. And see, that's how I felt with my show. I, I couldn't, I, I really think a lot of it had to do with the local promoter. I, I feel like they think I'm stepping on their toes and, I got a threatening email from him after I had through that show and how I need to ask permission from him. And all, I'm like, what? Really? I ended up threatening to take it public. And I'm like, take it public. Take what public? Huh. And I obviously they don't know me because that would be great. Yeah. I would love to bash on you online. No yeah. problem. Yeah. We play that game all day long. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I think that this guy is so threatened. And I, I had like such a hard time. He was telling fighters that they fight for me. They'll, they'll never fight for him again. And I'm like, and these are these kids' careers that, you know, and I just, I just don't understand it. I don't, I don't either. When it comes to like personal feelings, I try not to let it interfere with, you know, people's careers and, and, and my own career and this and that. And, you know, it's a job, but I, I feel like that held me back a lot. Sponsors didn't want to touch me. And then like, I didn't have anything to show them. I don't have nothing, mm. a product to put in front of them. And, and I can say I can do this and this and this, but you know, until I have that product, I can't, they don't want to touch it. Well, I think now you have a gorgeous product. I was like, wow, this is awesome. You know, like, uh, I mean, I wasn't there, but just I, I, you could see what you put into it and then how it went out and how it, how it unfolded. And we had a great promo video that came out yeah. too. And the arena we threw it in was, it was awesome. I just think, obviously it's a seasonal arena because the sides are open, but, you know, I just think that it was a great show and great just to build the fan base here in Texas in general, like, you know, you go to a lot of places and people don't even realize. They just think UFC is it. And they're like, oh, there's UFC in my backyard. Well, not UFC, but yeah, sort of. Come on out. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. gotta, these fighters got to, you know, get, get some experience somewhere before they get to the UFC. Right, you know, right. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. have a lot of promotions here in New England. We've, we've had a lot come and go. There's some that have stuck around. There's um, a couple of big ones that, you know, are a good platform. They're um, where they've had fighters that have been on it and, and then they, they've gone into either Bellator or the UFC. So right. be like, you know, if you're in Texas and you, you have like one of those types of shows that, and it sounds like from what you, you were describing earlier, that's kind of where you're, you're, you're at. You've seen what is a good show. You know how a good show is run. You mm -hmm. have them. So why wouldn't you want to run a show like that instead of something yeah dink little one that you know that somebody yeah. you know not paying the fighters in the end or whatever yeah because those have been around and and um and do it right and you will get some attention and you will you you'll be surprised somebody will probably step up and say i really like what you're doing tanya and let's let's you know let's yeah help support this that's what i'm hoping because i think we get i think we got some people in texas that got money man i know nobody <laughs> wants to give it up it's weird i'm like i know you're a bazillionaire all you got to do is sponsor and they're like let's trade something i'm like what trade what trade like come on yeah i don't know that's you're paying tax on all that money give some of it away yeah right absolutely they can write it off too i'm sure they yeah some way to write it off it's a business right thing. yes Absolutely. I don't even care if you're illegal doing illegal business. I'll take that money too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
So um, I had I had posted on my fa on my um, Facebook page, the Evolve um, WMA page or whatever. You know, if anybody has any questions, and it was it was it wasn't too long ago, and somebody had said, and with with due respect to your girlfriend, <laughs> ask her what it was like to kiss Laura Sanko. <laughs> People are so still upset about that. Um... That. They still, yeah. still I still get I still get hate mail from it and I still get people remember it but that's why I did it obviously oh, it's so you know people remember me for stupid stuff I do um, it was funny we went to the Invicta fights and my girlfriend's super fun uh, yeah. like oh my gosh now I see why I like Laura Senko and then <laughs> Laura's husband I'm good friends with Laura's husband so he was sitting behind me and I swear my girlfriend was not trying to negotiate Laura with him all night about taking Laura home with us. And I'm like, y'all are horrible. And he's like, take her, take her, take her. And my girlfriend's like, yeah, we will. We will. No tricks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend's super fun. She don't care. She's, she's, a, she's fun. I'm obviously not like that. I'm like, oh, you're my girlfriend. That means I'm clean cut. I'm clean. I don't, I like, I think I have this weird image of, being this player and this and that, but I don't know. I just, I'm just a flirt. That's it. Oh my God. That is so funny. Yeah. So I'm sure you'll make uh, this guy, Fidel Diaz, happy yeah. with that statement. Thanks Fidel for asking the question. Oh my gosh. I I'd do it again. Yes. That's the question. I would do it again. Yes. <laughs> He's probably saying, I wish I could do it. Yeah. <laughs> I think half the hate mail is just them being mad that I kissed the girl they couldn't. So they're like, you're Come back and die, God. I'm like, oh, God. That's Get over it, guys. It's all guys. Oh, God. They're such horny bastards. Yeah. They're like, they want to get me in trouble or this or that. And I'm like, if you guys have never just kissed a girl, you probably never had a girlfriend. Like, nobody, not very people ask to kiss a girl when they're just trying to sort of make a move. I don't know. That's crazy. Right, right. So funny. Um, so what is your favorite meal that your girlfriend cooks for you? everything she does I'm not she's Cajun so I have not oh, wow. quite yeah so I'm not quite on the Cajun stuff yet my taste buds aren't there uh -huh. and uh, sometimes she makes things so hot I'm just like how am I supposed to enjoy this it's so hot and obviously they just make fun of me because I'm a white girl but um, yeah I just I don't I'm not uh, quite there with the, the Cajun food yet but she makes really good food and I've got her on this thing where she thinks she's going to do this camp with me and, and get in shape and eat healthy and stuff. So she's starting to get on the, the diet plan that I kind of have planned out, but she, she cooks for me all the time. She's good. She's good to me. That's good. Does she train now too? Is that what you're saying? Um, I have her come to the gym. She'll do strength and conditioning with me. And then um, I'll have my buddy. He's her boxing coach. So she's just learning. It took me a minute and then she's like hated it. And then now the other day she's like, I actually like boxing a lot. Like, right. I'm really into it. So I'm like, you need it because you can't defend yourself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think every woman should learn Definitely. Know, some form Definitely. of self-defense striking anyways. Yeah. Well, she's starting to think about like maybe doing some jujitsu or this or that. And I'm like, definitely. But uh -huh. you know, I think that I just kind of told her, you know, obviously when you first start, it's going to be one of those things where you don't like it because you can't get up. They're on top of you. It's overwhelming. You're an adult. So it's like hard to, to swallow the fact of your ego and not being able to get away and people quit because of that. So I, I just think that um, it's going to be tough at the beginning, but 
I told my buddy, I said, I was in there training. She didn't have anything to do. And I said, hey, teach her some jujitsu. And I'm over here sparring. And I turn around, and he's teaching her self-defense. And I was like, that guy, I just forced a gag ball in that guy's mouth last week. He cannot defend himself. He shouldn't be teaching you anything. <laughs> like like that. Like, teach her some jujitsu, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, it's funny how somebody will always step up to the plate when they really don't know and they, they're not in the position to be a teacher. Yeah. He's a like, good, he's, he knows what he's doing, but I'm like, I never told you to teach yourself defense, man. Yeah. When I forced <laughs> that gag ball in his mouth, I was like, this is for strengthening your jaw, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that's great that she's doing that. that that's, um, you guys have been together for how long now? Um, since November last year, we were friends for uh, quite a while for like, um, maybe over a little over a year. We were really good friends. And then, uh, I was like, nope, can't date this girl. She's going to hurt my heart. So I'm like super particular about, I don't want to date anybody that I feel like, I don't know. Yeah. It's going to hurt me. So I'm like, nope, no girlfriends, no girlfriends, no girlfriends. I just flirt. And then, uh, how did it we happen then? Uh, I obviously, aside from the Laura Sanko thing, I am not the type of girl that puts moves on people. Like the girl yeah, right. that <laughs> me are girls that come after me, not the other way around. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. I'm real crazy upfront and loud about things and like make you feel uncomfortable, but I'm not like the type that's going to close the deal. So I'll flirt with you all night long. And at the end of the night, I'm like sneaking out, gone by myself. I'm telling my boxing coach, let's go. <laughs> so I'm not that person, but um, I don't know. She, uh, we went out to California for a trip for her, and uh, I don't know. We're we're just friends, and then um, obviously she stayed. I've had to take her home a couple times with me because she's so drunk, and I didn't want her driving. But she's like, she'd wake up on in my bed, and I'd always sleep on the couch. So she's like, oh my gosh, this girl's so awesome. And then. Uh, I don't know, one night she just was super drunk and tried to put the moves on me, and I was like, you just messed up. (laughs) (laughs) So she basically twisted your arm? (laughs) Yeah, forced it on me. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, right. I definitely liked her. I mean, I definitely liked her. I just thought that we wouldn't. She's a little crazy, and I have a little crazy personality, but when it comes to relationships, I'm really, like, clean. I don't like any I don't like anything or like I'm just super like mm-hmm. one girl I don't flirt I don't cheat I don't do anything I don't, I'm just and whatever and I was like yeah she's a little wild she doesn't have a relationship she likes the open relationship thing like I've been friends with her so I know what she is and then uh so I didn't think it would work I was like no way no way would I ever date this girl mm. now here I am dating this girl fascinating that there's you know there's some um, so many female um same-sex couples that yeah. are in women's mixed martial arts and i think in sports in general i think that you find that a lot of gay girls in sports that play sports yeah but there's you don't see the the guys you know out there you know yeah. men just i mean i think it, that's couples. you get a lot of hate i mean i mean i get a lot of hate anyway but like as a girl but to be a guy in this sport, I think that you would get treated so different and it sucks. I mean, it really is a shitty situation, but I mean, I went to college with some guys that were gay on a wrestling team and there's no way they would have came out or 
or, you know, I knew because they would tell me because yeah. we were all friends, but like, there's no way they, just their image alone, it would change everything and their status on the team and stuff. And it just, wow. negative, so. It, it just always still amazes me that it's still that way out there. Yeah, and, definitely. You know, like, it's just like, really? And it's all because of religion. Yeah, yeah, so ridiculous. You know, like, so ridiculous. stupid religious beliefs that are just like, give me a, give it a rest. Yeah, we went to Gay Pride and obviously people were giving me so much shit about that. They're like, Gay Pride's about being gay, not going out and showing your inner freak to everyone. I'm like, that's actually what Gay Pride is all about because we all are gay every day and we have to be normal and just live our lives. So obviously Gay Pride is about of being a little over and extreme and everybody going out and celebrating. That's what it's about. And so there was all these religious guys and they had these barriers separating us all and they'd have like 10 foot and then they could stand up there, all these religious people. And my girlfriend had my buddy who's not even gay and she had him on a leash. <laughs> it was ridiculous, but it was funny. And um, I just like making them do crazy things that they're not comfortable with, but they're down with it. So uh, she was driving around on a leash and he was talking so much to this guy's like, don't let that whore drag you around. I'm like, how are you supposed to be like all religious and this and that? And you're calling this girl a whore. Like it's so, it's so ridiculous. you're yelling it over loudspeakers and shit. And it, and I'm like, can I just whoop his ass? But the cops are like right there to make sure you don't cross that barrier. But like, come on, man. Like, geez. Yeah, it's so weird because they'll use it as an excuse to have bad behavior themselves. And it's not that you have the bad behavior, it's they have the bad yeah, behavior. Yeah, I just, I don't, and I don't I'm understand. Like, or like a preacher, I had a preacher write me on Instagram and write me all kinds of negative stuff and how I'm a dyke and this and whore and this and that. And I'm like, I go look at the side, I'm like, you're a preacher. Like, you're a preacher. Probably, and you have kids, like young kids. Like, how are you going to write me? And so then I got in an argument with him. He wrote on my page all this stuff, and so I went on his page and wrote all this stuff, and and then he ended up blocking me. But man, <laughs> I get in an argument with you all day. If you want to throw insults, I could do that all day long. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's fascinating though. In in some of those people that do do that, the ones that are really more outspoken, they have some skeletons in their closet. Oh you yeah, know it. You just know it. Yeah, like. I just don't understand how you can act that way and you have children, young children, and you're a preacher. Like, yeah. even if you don't believe it, like, or like even support it or whatever, you ain't like, you say such nasty things. You specifically write me a personal message to say such nasty things. It just, how is that not a sin? But what all this other stuff, I just don't understand it, but whatever. So when you see like, or if you hear or you read an article or you've seen something, and you have young, young, um, young people, teens or whatever coming up and, you know, they're watching you as a fighter or, you know, being, you know, you're, you're a public person, you know, like you're out there, you, people know who you are and mm -hmm. you see young kids coming up that are struggling and they're seeking their identity sexually, you know, what would you say to them or their parents for that matter, or... Yeah, say to them or their parents to, to kind of, you know, ease up on the, you know, the, the, the bullying that goes on because of it or any, any of that stuff that goes on. It's so, it's so weird. Me and my girlfriend got an argument about this because we were, I, I don't remember what I, we were watching this um, documentary on the plane and it was about this town in 
Louisiana or something and about these gay couples and them trying to live within this town being gay and all the hate and crazy stuff that they had had going on and I just in like how they one girl changed from being gay her whole life changed because now it's a sin and this and that and I just I, I guess I'm just that person that doesn't understand but it's I obviously think that I'm more like like bullheaded in like my I don't know I'm just I I'm more strong willed about it all like I don't I I just don't care but um and I'll say like you know if I'm this way I just don't give a shit if people like it or not I don't care me and my brothers had it out over me one of my brothers he's like I don't want to see this and this and this and he was saying faggot this faggot that I don't want to see him kiss and I was like well I don't want to see you kiss your fat girlfriend <laughs> so he's like I don't give a shit blah 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 I don't, and it's so crazy for me to like hear this because it's my brother and he grew up with me and and then to hear like when I talk about like me as a wrestler in my high school and not getting recognized because I'm a female and I'm the only one not recognized and I'm the one that went farthest out of my whole town out in the whole wrestling team and my name ain't on the wall and this and that and my brother gets in an argument with me about it and he's like it's always about you blah blah well it is it's my record it's what I put in it's what I've done and I'll go online and post some stuff and people will get on the school's ass and and say stuff and that's just how I deal with it. And I just don't like, I, I just have it out with him. And I just can't believe that that's my brother because he doesn't really have my back. Like I would want him to have my back and he grew up with me and I figured he would understand my struggle, but he doesn't. And it's, it's just so hard for me to like understand people's situations because I am so like strong willed. I think that I just, I don't know. I, I, I am just like, I don't care if I was a kid and I feel like even if I could take it back, and go back to when I was younger that I would be like, I'm gay and I don't give a shit. And I would be date a girl in high school, but that ain't what I did. You know what I mean? I didn't do any of that. I just didn't do anything. I just kept my nose to the grind and I wanted to get a scholarship and I minded my own business and I punched people in the face every once in a while when they talk shit and that's it. Like I didn't like do anything to let people talk shit about me, but I, I just don't know if I was in that town. I, I think that that's why you see female athletes so open about their sexuality is because we are stronger as individuals and, and we are able to express ourselves and, and feel, you know, worth it. And, you know, you're out there competing. And I think that gives you that, that feeling of, of, you know, feeling better about yourself and stronger about yourself. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of hard for me to understand, but I don't understand the parents. Like I, I know when I told my mom, obviously everybody knew and they just didn't want to say anything because I didn't say anything. I'm, I don't need to, I don't need to tell you I'm gay. I don't need to explain myself at all. I don't think I should have to do anything. I don't care if you know, I don't care if you think you know, I don't care if you agree. I just don't care. And I remember my mom taking me to the airport one time and I told her, as you know, I was always going to see this girl and she's like, asking me about it. I'm like, mom, I'm gay. Like that's my girlfriend. Like you talk all this smack you want, but that's my girlfriend. And my mom started crying and she's like, what am I going to tell people? And this and this oh, and this. And, and I just couldn't even feel bad because I really don't care if you're sad. This is my life. Like, yeah, they're human and I'm the one that has to live with it. You're so sad about the way that I am and the way I have to live. And I just couldn't feel sorry for her yeah. at all about it and it's so crazy and, and obviously my mom is so supportive like in everything I've done and now she don't give a shit my brother still tells me when we go to family things he's like mom still thinks she's you're gonna find a guy and I'll be like mom are you serious like 
are we not past that by now? And she's like, I do not, I did not say that. I did not say that. And Chris is like, yeah, yeah, she said that. <laughs> I'm like, mom, like seriously, I'm not going to marry a dude. Like get over it. But you know, she doesn't, she doesn't act unsupportive and she doesn't care that I have a girlfriend and this and that. Obviously my mom is so supportive, whether I do such, such bad things, she's going to have my back no matter what. Yeah. So it's weird for me to see parents that will like disown their kids or like not have anything to do with their kids just because they don't agree with their lifestyle. I just don't understand it. I just can't understand it. And I know my mom doesn't like the fact that I'm gay. Mm -hmm. She's going to be so mad when she hears this, that I'm even talking about it. She yells at me every time because I talk about how it is with my brothers or how it is with my family. She hates it. And I'm like, mom, this is really the situation that I lived in. This is yeah. my experiences. You can't be mad about my experiences and the way that I feel. So, you know, it's, it's hard to explain to him, but at the end of the day, she is, she would support me no matter what she got over it really fast. And if she didn't, then I mean, we wouldn't probably spend so much time together. So, I mean, it's hard for me to understand it, but okay. I just think that I'd rather be happy than sad and, and to make other people happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, you'd kill yourself if you did that. You would yeah, just, I, I just don't. Inside. You would die inside. Yeah. Do that. And I think people don't realize that, that, you know, you, 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 for, I mean, have a really strong inner core to, to be authentic the way you have been your, you know, your entire um, public career, you know, yeah. like your entire from, I mean, years ago when you first came onto the MMA scene or, or in anything that you've done in wrestling and and so you've had to have a really strong inner core to be able to, you know. I feel like I was the only out lesbian in college even. It was crazy. And yeah. when I went to college, I was like, fuck it. None of these people know me. Yeah. If they don't like me because I'm gay, then they don't like me. And it, I, it won't bother me because I'm not losing friends. I'm just not going to make new friends, you know. So I just didn't care. And I felt like that's what it had to take me leaving home just to be myself. But I was going to leave home anyway. I just, I'm not that person. I'm just, that's what I do. I just go and do things I want to do. Mm. You know, I don't know. And if I feel uncomfortable about something, I make myself do it. So I just, I just can't be afraid or, or be uncomfortable with shit. I just, I have to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, um, you're the only one that's got to go to, go to bed at night and, and yeah. deal with your, you know, whatever it is you deal with at night, uh, like, you know, before you And none of these bed. people want to see later on. So it doesn't even matter. I, I, the, yeah. all the people in college, I don't, it's not like I hang out with them. There's very few people that I still stay in contact with. So mm -hmm. they're not sitting at my dinner table, eating dinner with me. They're not like going to be there when I'm dying, you know? So mm -hmm. it just doesn't matter. I, I just don't care what anybody really thinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a tough, I mean, it's, I still find it difficult too. like, uh, it's a tough world f for, I, I, I mean, I live in Boston, so um, we don't tend to have those issues so much, like, but if you go outside of the city, you, you have people that are like, oh, they're gay or, you know, and they yeah. deal with it. Oh, those are, yeah. they're nuns, you know, <laughs> they yeah. together or whatever they're referring to. I'm like, and I don't even know. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I always thought that was the funniest thing, that generation that would refer to women that were living together. I'm like, no, they're probably gay. And they're probably yeah. Gay. And they're like, no. And they just can't, you know, the old thinking really, it, 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 it just, dies hard you know like it's just not even going to go away and i think you know maybe even with your mom 
it's it's um you know it's an endearing kind of old belief system yeah it was established with their parents or their or i don't know what um you know religious upbringing or right i know what mine was and and i can remember the things that were said when we were kids growing up and i can remember um, which I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you before, but when I was in high school, we went on a trip and then one of the girls, we stayed at her brother's home and he was a gay guy. And I said something really derogatory about gay men, like mm -hmm. really bad, not realizing that her brother was gay. Duh. And mm -hmm. ever since then, when I, when she just, our eyes met when I said it and I'm staying there at his house and it just totally shifted me. I was like, this is a person and I'm talking about it. And I used to listen to other people talk about gay people mm -hmm. and horrible things saying, you know, things that they used to back about 20 or 30 years ago. And they still do today. But like, um, but I was like, I had that shift. I knew immediately mm -hmm. because I was like, I really care about this person. And why would I say stuff like that, that it would hurt. And I don't know how people can't change in that instant, in that right. instant when they realize how stupid, like if you're being conditioned and you can shift your perspective, yeah. my mind shifted like that in that minute when yeah. I realized what I was doing and how I was perpetuating something that was so vile. So, yeah. vile. and, and, um, you know, I just, I don't, I don't personally get it when, when people say or do, or, or, you know, I see things online, things that yeah. they hate. And I feel like at our gym right now, I feel like we have some issues that I'm, I don't agree with. We have, somebody new in the gym and the guys like to make fun of certain, sorry, try to make fun of like certain issues that I just don't agree with. Like to me, they're like gender shaming over there. And like, there's this girl that's like, I mean, she obviously is a, is an athletic girl. She's a little bit bigger, like stouter and this and that. And everybody's making these comments. Like they don't know if she's a guy or a girl and, and calling her him and talking shit. And I just, I just, I'm, I've had enough of it. I, I don't think it's right. I think y'all are like, first of all, y'all are looking for trouble, like saying shit like that. You're looking for a lawsuit or something, saying some shit like that. But yeah. second, I just, I just don't understand it. Like y'all, like it must have forgot. Like I watched this dude over here, like lose all this weight. He had titties. What are you talking? You look like a chicken yeah. with long hair and your big titties. You and gotta give it back to him, I guess. Like you, you don't even have a package in spandex shorts. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. I can make fun of y'all all, all day long, but I just think it's like kind of gender shaming in a sense, and I just don't understand how they they keep going on and on and on about it. And it's and it's not like it's anybody I personally know. Mm -hmm on a personal basis or anything. I just don't like it. And it's really that it's really getting under my skin to where I'm starting to have issues with people at the gym and I, and people that I've been friends with and people I train with. And I'm just like, I just had enough of it. And it's, I just don't understand it. Yeah. And she's a nice girl. And I don't, I just don't, you know, she's paying a membership just like everybody else. And she's in here training and, yep. and I just don't, and they're teasing one guy about it because she has a crush on him. And I'm like, why y'all like, it just, it makes no sense. Like, I just don't get it. I just don't understand it. And I'm about to start slapping them all across the face because I'm getting pissed off about it. <laughs> well, you should say something. I mean, definitely. Yeah, I have. I just can't wait to, I just am starting to get back in there. And I, I've said something to some of them, but I just like, I know everybody's going to be pissed off because I'm horrible in the gym. 
I was in there doing an interview the other day, and you guys were all yelling, start yelling, and I'm like, shut the fuck up. I'm fucking doing it. Like, I just, I don't give a shit about anybody. Like, be respectful. Like, don't be ignorant. And, like, it's just stupid. I just, I just don't, like, I don't want to put up with that shit in the gym. And I know it's going to cause a bunch of problems because they all are talking shit. And I'm over here like, guys, stop. Stop it. Yeah. Well, life is hard enough. You don't need that extra, you know, from, especially if you're doing something that you enjoy and you're training someplace, right. you kind of feel good. And, and then that stuff comes over. I mean, I know I, I experienced some of that from, from guys and, and, uh, it, it really, it, it puts a really bad taste in your mouth and you're like, shit, I'm here doing this, that, or the other thing. And I really love this. And I got to contend with this bullshit mm-hmm. because, of, because of some sort of weird, insecure Thing that you have yeah exactly it is it's some sort of insecure thing i mean it's all fun like if you're face to face and you're 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 making yeah. each other and you're saying those things you know yeah but i talk shit to them on a daily basis but like come on i know y'all being serious here and y'all yeah. doing it behind people's back and it just yeah. it gets old it gets super old yeah it's not good it's not fun at all so I don't want to keep you anymore. You probably get a nice little foot massage and leg massage still, are you? <laughs> no, no, she left me already. She's like, I'm out of here. <laughs> when I was, I was like, oh, uh, oh, ah, uh, make an eye contact, stop. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, you know, I, I would, would you like to give a shout out or, you know, to anybody, um, you know, sponsors or potential sponsors or your teammates or, or a little word to your next opponent, anything like that? Uh, you know, I don't talk crap like that. What if I got my ass kicked? That'd be embarrassing. Um, but definitely, uh, I have a, a great sponsor, uh, never tap Canada. They're always on my back and, um, supported me through a long time of my Invicta career and then my last two fights, well, the, my last fight with UFC and then this fight. And, uh, man, I couldn't thank those guys enough. They helped pay for um, part of my camp, and they really um, put themselves out there to, to better my career. So I definitely thank those guys over at Never Tap Canada. And then, uh, you know, my coaches, um, all my guys out at War Training Center that, that helped me, and, and Aaron Pena, my boxing coach, comes over there and helps me. And, uh, you know, everybody that just kind of puts their little time in to, to train with me and stuff, I, I definitely appreciate it because I need all that special training, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm wishing you great uh, training camp. And then can't wait. You can't even, well, I'm obviously I can't wait to see you fight again. So that'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, and thank you again for being on the show. I was wondering if you could give us a little uh, shout out saying something like, I'm Tanya Everinger and I'm listening to Evolve WMMA with Shelly Devine or something like that. Oh gosh, I need to write like, this down. I know, it's like, okay, <laughs> here it is. I'll, and I, I don't know, can you see yeah, it? Yeah, hold that baby up. Can you see it? It's like, wait a minute, it would be like right under closing. I don't know. Let me write this down because I can't remember. I can't even remember my own name when I'm doing interviews. <laughs> just uh, like you know how they do in the radio and they're like uh-huh. hey i'm tanya evinger and i'm yeah. i'm listening to evolve wmma with shelly divine or uh, or you could say i'm watching because i'm probably gonna i'm gonna post i'm gonna start posting the videos of these too so i'm just gonna say my name and I'm, am i saying you're listening to 
So you could, yeah, you could say, I'm Tanya Avenger and I'm listening to Evolve. Am I saying I'm listening to, or I'm going to say they're listening to because they're listening to us? Well, yeah, you could do, you could, yeah, you could do, and you're listening to. <laughs> I need to <laughs> I don't know. With this stuff. If you ever see me try them in, in, trying to get me doing Invicta, we do like a hundred goes. And I'm like, <laughs> I know my name. I know what weight class I fight. I know I'm fighting for a title, but I can't get it right. And they're like, oh my God, Avenger. Like, I go complete full retard on them. Just, just think you're kissing, what's her face? La, you know, Laura Sanko. Just that takes that no mood. thought at all. Get that mood. Well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's muscle memory that's right there. Get in that That's effort. muscle memory. <laughs> all right, yeah, I'll do it. Let me get this up here so I'm looking at the screen and it don't look like I'm reading something. <laughs> Am I saying WMMA or WMMA, women's MMA? WMMA, yeah, WMMA. Hi, I'm Tanya Evinger. You're listening to Evolve WMMA with Shelly Devine. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> I had to write it down. Literally had to write it down. <laughs> That would be me too. I've been getting a lot more practice at it though, Tanya. I mean, like uh, I have everything written down so I can refer to it. It's so hard to do. Yeah. I don't know how Laura Senko does it. I'm like, oh my God. She's got to know a lot of stuff. Like, I mean, I used to know it. You might I just sit and research. Now I don't. I can't even keep yeah. it in my head. Forget it. Yeah. No. I just recently commentated for a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu um, tournament and I had a young kid sit next to me and I haven't like done jujitsu in a long time, like ground stuff. So I was like, I can't mm -hmm. remember shit. And he's just rattling stuff off. But I'm like, well, if they had stand up to the ground, I could handle it. Like I could say <laughs> what's going on, but it was, it was really a fun experience, but I was like, Holy crap, this is hard. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyways, thanks again. And best of luck. Um, um, whatever, if you need anything posted or anything like that, you know, you can always, you know, Hey, I got this. Can you post it on, on my, and I can send it out to other, other places too, for, for your fight coming up. And, and, um, if you're looking for sponsors, I'll, I'll put a little, yeah. Do you guys need sponsors for your, your, um, Oh, I need sponsors for my own self and for my promotion. Always. That never ends. Yep. So we're looking for sponsors for the promotion and, and to get her fight team down to Brazil. <laughs> exactly. Cause I ain't paying for their shit. Yeah. <laughs> I paid too much money already. They pay for their own flight. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck, sweetheart. And I can't wait to see you kick some ass. Hey, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye. So, hey, that was Tanya Triple Threat Avenger. You know, she'll be fighting this September in the UFC Fight Night 137 in San Paulo, Brazil on September 22nd. She'll be fighting Ketlin Vera. So make sure you uh, mark your calendar to watch that fight. It should be a great one. And it could be a little, you know, preview of what's to come, say, in the bantamweight division because I'm telling you, Tanya Avenger is going to be on a mission. If you like what you heard today and are eager to hear more, remember to subscribe, download on iTunes, or better yet, 10x your energy without destroying your body by signing up for my free three-part video series. You can sign up at my blog at www.evolvewmma.com or simply follow us 
at facebook.com backslash I love WMMA. This is Shelly Devine. Until next time, thanks for listening.